Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum. Here we do it bigger, we do it better, we do it longer, and out of necessity, we'll do it louder than anyone out here. So relax. Here's your host, Hushmo Black. Welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum. You got me, Hushmo, driving the train this evening, February 20. First, 2015, y'all. Hey, it's, well, not really, it's not. I was about to, uh, I was about to announce that it was the last show in my birth month, but actually, even though February is a short month, we still have one more, we have one more Saturday. Yeah, we have one more Saturday. How many Saturdays in February this year? Four? Yeah, we got one more, uh, so on the even month, from, uh, even four weeks, y'all, uh, even 28 days, four weeks, so that's probably pretty hard to uh, come by a month with, uh, like this. Starting on the uh, first, it's going to end on the Saturday. And yeah, from Sunday to Saturday, that's even a week there, and that's unusual. But yeah, we got one more show this month, y'all. Welcome to the Hushville Black Forum here. Uh, got a great show for you. A lot of things to talk about. Things on the news now. They still try to figure out how Rudy, Rudy what's this guy named Rudy uh, Giuliani, the former mayor of uh, New York, can read what's in the president's heart. Talking about somehow the president don't love uh, America. I don't. I don't know how this guy read anybody's heart. I, I don't. My understanding is where love uh, derives from, and only God Almighty Himself can uh, read the heart. Uh, so, how Giuliani was able to uh, distinguish what the president got in here, I I have no idea, y'all. <laughs> still, uh, there's still some uh, debate about whether or not he really can. I I uh, I don't know. I, for one, don't know how uh, how you acquire those skills. Uh, but, I mean, <laughs> he he uh, claimed to know. I mean, I, I don't know. I certainly don't know what's in this heart. I certainly don't know what's in Rudy uh, Giuliani's heart. I wouldn't, uh, wouldn't try to... Uh, uh, to understand what the, what's going on in his heart, I mean, but somehow he he uh, know what's going on in the president's heart. I don't know, y'all. I think it's more to it than that. I, I think it's uh, racism got something to do with it. People don't like to talk about racism, especially white people, for some reason. I mean, I don't know why, but uh, they don't seem to like to talk about it. Most of them, some of them, some of them do. Some of them don't mind uh, uh, open discussion about race, racism. But uh, the the racists for sure don't like to talk about it. Those that are racist, uh, they don't like to talk about it. I mean, if you, 
I think that has something to do with it. He, uh, for some reason, Rudy Giuliani, uh, see the president as different as uh, every other president that he's known, and that's true. I, I uh, feel the same way about that. He is different. Uh, for sure, in my 70 years, he's the first black president that I've <laughs> that I've uh, had. In fact, he's the first president of Africa that says that America has had. Uh, that alone makes him different and unique uh, with a different perspective than uh, the 43 president presidents that uh, came before him. It has to, y'all. It has to. Uh, maybe that's what uh, Rudy, Rudy uh, Giuliani was trying to articulate. I, I don't know. I don't know, y'all. I know uh, no other president in my lifetime has been uh, critiqued to the extent that this uh, this president has. Well, now you know what I think about that. I wrote about it, you know. I think race has a lot to do with it. I think race has a lot to do with it, you know. Oh, everybody ain't racist. I know that. Everybody's not racist. Uh, that's all white people are not racist. I know that. Black people uh, can't be racist. Now, they can hate people. But they can't be racist in this country. No way. No way that could be. That's a story for another time, y'all. I can break that all down for you. Read my book, Racism and Hate in American Reality. I try to break it down in there. I try to break it down in there the best I can. Uh, go to my website, hushmoblack.com. Hushmo. H. U-S-H-M-O-B-L-A-C-K dot com. You can find it there. Uh, yeah, you can find it there. Racism and hate in American reality. Uh, speaks to uh, the economic inequality that uh, that's so prevalent in the country. Reasons why. That's the case. And a lot of it has to do with uh, racism through the separate equal laws that uh, was put in place after the Civil War. A lot of it has to do with the separate equal laws uh, that was put in place after the Civil War that took away 14th Amendment rights for millions of Americans. Facebook friends, how y'all doing out there? How's the weather up north? I know y'all been taking a beating up there, the waist 10 through uh, New York and Pennsylvania, the New England states. It's been a hell of a winter. I still, uh, still, uh, still, uh, going on. Still going on, still having some crazy, crazy weather. 
that was pretty crazy weather down here in the ATL. Y'all. You know, we come from, uh, we resonate uh, in the ATL. Nothing like it is up there, but oh yeah, the weather here has been kind of crazy up and down. Today is almost 50 degrees out there. Tomorrow is supposed to be pretty close to 60 in the ATL. We might need to get out there on the golf course, y'all. It's 58 degrees tomorrow. So to say, it's 50 right now. So yeah, well, 62 tomorrow. Wow. We might need to get out there and play some golf, y'all. That might be the only day we have. To do it. We, uh, I tell y'all, we back in school. The Hushmore was back in school, 70 years old. We back in school. Feel like a young 22-year-old, but I said that's how we feel. <laughs> hey, the Peter Garrett said, don't you, don't you, uh, uh, be be betrayed by your feelings. Hey. <laughs> we back out to compete with the the male generation, as young said. Young folks are hard to deal with, but they keep you uh, on your toes. The professor, this one class, American uh, uh, African American culture. Uh, this one uh, class I got. I really enjoyed the class, but boy. The professor we got, that guy is good. I mean, this guy is a real savant, as they say, really uh, knowledgeable uh, person. But he's having, he's catching holy hell trying to deal with this young generation we, uh, that, uh, <laughs> that's that been thrust upon him there. Uh, he, he's from the Dominican Republic, and uh, he, he's having a hell of a time trying to come to grips with uh, uh, some of the young this, some of the younger generation that uh, that we have in that class, and uh, I, I can empathize with it to a certain extent. I mean, I can deal with the young folks. Uh, hell, I, I can I can deal with them. I, I, although I understand his uh, perspective, I understand both sides. <laughs> hey, I, I I understand both sides. Oh, absolutely, I can, I can talk to I can talk with the young folks. Uh, but it's interesting. It's really interesting. We haven't got this professor uh, through a whole class yet. <laughs> something, some, uh, something always erupts somewhere through uh, the class there. And he, he, uh, we got to calm him down a little bit. Get him, uh, get him to the point where he can make it through the whole class so that we can uh, get the most out of it. I mean, I'm having real, real. Uh, Real fun, a, a lot of fun in my, my uh, getting back to school days at 70. I ain't been to school in 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> but we, we, uh, we're really having a lot of fun with it, keeping my mind uh, active, sharpening my uh, – uh, uh, well, learning new skills. Learn, learn, uh, try to learn a few new skills. Well, there's one algebra class. I'm taking algebra. I had to take algebra again. And uh, <laughs> that thing was kicking uh, the Hushmo's uh, behind. But we slowly, we slowly uh, getting the grasp of the algebra. And I, I think I'm going to like that once I get it down. I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to like it. Uh, but just learning the formulas and uh, keeping up with them. I'm a pretty quick learner. 
my my problem is not uh, that I can't learn real quick. My problem is keeping what I learned <laughs> on my in my memory bank because you got to memorize those formulas, y'all. <laughs> Let me tell you, you gotta you gotta know when to fold them and when to hold them, uh, so to speak, in that algebra thing. But once you get the formulas down, I mean they're the same. You know, all that stuff is kind of algebra, math, and all that stuff is you know absolute. Once you get the formulas down, all that stuff is absolute. It doesn't change. It can't change. It's got to be uh, yay or nay. There's no in-between in, in, in math. So uh, we, we slowly, slowly but surely coming around. We had to go to a couple of tutor uh, classes and stuff. Now that we know where the tutors are at, <laughs> we, the husband might be in there. <laughs> husband might be at the tutor's office every day. And we got to follow. Ain't no, hey, ain't no shame in our game. Ain't no shame at 70 years old. And you can't be ashamed of nothing, <laughs> especially not knowing something. <laughs> especially not knowing something. I ain't no shame in my game. I ain't did this thing in a while. I'm just going for my own edification. I ain't going like my no career, y'all. I don't, <laughs> I'm retired. <laughs> no, we're not looking for no new career. We're just going to... Uh, uh, pick up a few new skills that we can uh translate into our uh our pastime uh, occupation. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. <clears throat> but we, we are enjoying ourselves to be on the serious side. We are enjoying our, our uh going back to school. I urge everybody, I don't care what old you never too old to learn. I'm gonna tell you that right now. You ain't ever too old to learn. Uh and I, I don't pretend that I'm new. I'm there to learn. I, I ain't there, and I'm a good student too. I listen. I'm a good listener. <laughs> oh, I get, oh, you know, I get my points in. I get my, <laughs> I get my point across, y'all. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, I'm a good student as far as listening. You know, not the, I'm not disruptive. I'm, you know, well, you know, I'm seven years old. I'm pretty. Uh, Pretty uh, disciplined. Some of the young kids that uh, some of the young kids are uh, are not uh, are not disciplined uh, the way that uh, some of the older generation is. I mean, I learned discipline from the service. What do you think I uh, got out of the Marine Corps uh, as a young man? Uh, discipline. I, I believe they should put the draft back up. I think everybody needs to do a uh, fair share in terms of uh, military service. I, I wholeheartedly believe that that draft should be put back. You know, we have to fight another war. They don't have to put it back because right now, you nobody going in service. But uh, uh, one, they said something like less than one percent, one percent of the population fight all the wars. That's got to change. That need to change. We need to get a broad perspective of American citizens uh, fighting the wars. Uh, uh, the uh, uh, warmongers. We need half. We need the warmongers uh, uh, out there actually fighting the wars, not just talking about it. Uh, we need all of them to participate. Yeah, we need them to participate in this thing. Uh, so I. I you know, I'm a strong proponent of uh, bringing the draft back. Hey, y'all, it's about 16 minutes after 7, y'all, in ATL. 
I'm out on here, you know, is to do it bigger, to do it longer, to do it better than anybody out here on Blog Talk. Uh, we uh been out here on Blog Talk for now about seven years. I guess it's 2000, what, 2008? Going about seven years we've been out here on Blog Talk. Love it for a medium to uh, get your message out. I urge anyone who... Uh, that's something to say uh, to check out Blog Talk. Now, uh, it's fairly inexpensive. I mean, if you just want to get out and uh, voice your opinions, check it out. We come to you every Saturday out here on Blog Talk uh, from 7 to 9, the Hushbow Black Forum. Uh, we advocate, advocate for social justice on behalf of America's back when it's sent. Not because we don't love everybody. We do love everybody. Just by extension, we find ourselves advocating for that community. Uh, and Lord knows we need all the advocacy we can get. We need all the advocacy we can get, yeah. Funny thing, the Republicans uh, trying to uh, in just uh, just what it was that the Rudy Giuliani, I can't remember the guy's name, was talking about when he said the president didn't love the country. Uh, this guy down in Louisiana, Jindal, who's a person of color, by the way, he uh, said this. I don't know. I don't know who you ask him his opinion, but he wrote some kind of note to Giuliani talking about he agreed with what he was saying. <laughs> now, <laughs> this person of color, how <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, not delve too much on. Uh, that this evening, I'm not going to dwell, rather, dwell too much on uh, what these characters are talking about, because uh, I know what it's about. I know exactly what it's about. Yeah. We, <laughs> I, I've never heard any, any uh, politician ever question uh, the president's uh, patriotism or love of country or anything like that. I've heard them all disagree. I disagree with a lot of the stuff that Bush did. Never questioned his uh, patriotism or his love of uh, the country. And you don't have to do that to disagree uh, with the the politics of uh, 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 someone else. You don't have to do that at all. I strongly disagree with uh, uh, George W. Bush, but I, I never questions and his love. I don't know. I don't know what's in that man's heart. Hell, I ain't. Like I said, as far as I'm concerned, only God and uh, and uh, the person know what's in their heart. So I don't, I don't ever question anybody's love. I, I can't. I'm not the one to uh, uh, decipher that. I can't. I don't, you, you know, y'all know what I'm talking about? Facebook friends, what's up? I you know, I don't know. What's what's going on here? <laughs> uh well, yes I do. 
Yes, I do. It's 20 minutes after 7, y'all. We're going to take a quick pause for the calls, as they say. We'll uh, we'll be right back after the break, y'all. Hang on, you got me to hush my. Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushma Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
We uh, who won the uh, basketball all-star game? I, you know, I don't even know. I don't even know who won that game. Uh, I know uh, the Hawks. My team had four players in the game there, but I, for the life of me, can't recall who won. The West won. Somebody said the West won that thing. I mean, we lost. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't see that game. I, I think I was going to tape it. I probably got it on tape somewhere. I did watch uh, this Grammy uh, tribute to uh, Stevie Wonder Monday night. That thing was good. That was a real good program. I, I got I come came out of that thing with a new artist that I wasn't familiar with, Gary Clark Jr., young brother uh, singing the blues. <laughs> A young brother that actually sings the blues, uh, and and a fantastic uh, guitar player. I mean, this guy is somewhere between uh, Jimi Hendrix and uh, uh, Jimi Hendrix and Muddy Waters. <laughs> a, cross, a cross between uh, Jimi Hendrix and uh, a Muddy Waters, young boy. Singing the blues, y'all. I think he's going to be a major force before it's over. Gary Clark Jr. Y'all check him out. Yeah, I think the guy's going to be a major force in the, in, in the, that genre. Blues. Hey, got a free call in, y'all. 1-888-588-3814. It's a free call in to the High School Black Forum. Y'all got something to say? We don't take many calls out here. We will. We ain't screwed. We just uh, like to talk out. We like to talk out, y'all, at people. We try to provide a platform for those uh, in our community that has no voice. That's 90% of the community. Yeah, we got our 10%. We got our 10% out there advocating on our behalf, doing a great job. We appreciate it. Other 90% is very seldom heard from. That's what Black Forum like to think that uh, they provide a platform to uh, for those of the ninety percent to get their uh, to get their messages out. If y'all got something you want the Hushmo to kick around, drop us an email, hushmoblack.com. Right there, you can do it. Email hushmo at hushmoblack.com. Yeah, you can email us there. You got something you want the Hushmo to talk about? We don't mind. We'll. Uh, Kick it around. Come on the show. We'll uh, we'll air it out. That's what we do. We cipher things. <laughs> we cipher stuff out here on the Hushmore Black Forum. Yeah. Tiger Woods. So he's not quite ready to get back in the mix yet. He's taking another week or two off. I think he'll be ready. I think he's gonna be back before the Masters, y'all, which means he's gonna have to play a couple of tournaments before that thing jump off in April. Uh, is the Masters in April? I believe it's in April. I think he'll have to play a couple more tournaments before the end, because you don't want to go in that thing. <laughs> 
you you don't want to go in that master's rust, uh, uh, <laughs> rusty, y'all. I'm telling you right now, you don't want to go in that thing uh, rusty. Although he's won that thing four or five times, so anytime turning uh, my, uh, Tiger's in a tournament, he's dangerous, especially these major things. Anytime he's in a tournament, he's dangerous, y'all. That's my thinking. Anytime. We, uh, still checking out, Turn. I guess it's just I haven't had any new eyeglasses since 2006. Uh, 2006. So, you know, seven, eight years since we had a new prescription there. And uh, we went into uh, the eye doctor and got, got some new glasses, uh, got a new prescription. Sure enough, the eyes got no. Gotten a little uh, worse, and uh, I guess we, we we got we got some tinted glasses, and they're a little too dark for the inside. They fan when I'm out there on the golf course. <laughs> they fan for that, but we we got to run back in there and get some. Uh, some clear, some transition, transitionals made. We are, uh, these are not transitional, but they're a little dark at night and got to revert back to the old glasses that we had just to be able to 
can see in the dark, can see at night. Well, we can see out of them. I mean, just uh, yeah, it just uh, looks a little dark. But we're gonna get back in there next week to see if we can get the some transitional night. But yeah, it, it's amazing how uh, how things look in these new glasses. I mean, it's not a whole heck of a lot different between them and the uh, old ones, but uh, there's a noticeable uh, difference in, uh, uh, in our vision. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm, <laughs> that's why you know spring chicken no more, y'all. You have to get bad when you, uh, <laughs> everything gets bad when you get old. <laughs> What you mean by everything? Uh, everything, just what I said. Everything gets bad when you get old. <laughs> hey, hey. Man, I ain't as good as I once was, but I'm every bit as good as once as I ever was. Y'all don't know. Yeah, I was. Saying that Stevie Wonder thing was really good. That they really put on a nice uh, tribute to uh, Stevie Wonder, one of our, our uh, greatest musicians, one of the most uh, consequential musicians that uh, this guy has ever produced. I mean, this guy influenced hundreds of uh, of uh, artists musician and artist after he uh, got influenced by uh, Stevie Wonder. I mean, they had Lady Gaga. Now, I don't know anything. I don't know. Well, I know of Lady Gaga. Every time I see her, she always had this flamboyant outfit on, and I I never heard her sing a day in her life. <laughs> Me, but hey, she, uh, she performed on uh, the Stevie uh, Wonder tribute. I was surprised. The lady can really is a really great entertainer. Under all of the hype, under all of the hype, the lady is quite entertaining. I was impressed. Lady Gaga, y'all check her out. I, I was impressed. I first time I ever heard her sing anything in my life. But, uh, yeah, she could throw down. <laughs> I guess, yeah. But the whole show was good. That whole show was good. It was a fantastic tribute to a uh, great, great American artist show, Stevie Wonder. I remember when he was little Stevie. Little Stevie. I uh, was quite uh, impressed. Hmm. 
to uh, finish reading uh, uh, this book uh, that I picked up here, Azukar, 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 The Story of Sugar by uh, Alan Kimbero. By Alan Kimbero, the story of sugar. Fascinating, uh, fascinating uh, glimpse at
I don't think he needs me, no old me here in the flesh, uh, to go out and kill somebody uh, in his name to uh, protect him from what? I, I, you know, I can't protect. I, I can't. I can't take, uh, protect anybody, especially someone who created me. I uh, <laughs> there's no uh, there's no way I can protect him or the spirit of uh, my God. Not that's what I mean. I don't know what other religions or other people, what their uh, faith is, or you know. <laughs> I I can't uh, I can't speak with someone else uh, uh, about their faith, but uh, I'm going to come down on the other side. If they faith uh, uh, what they believe uh, have something to do with killing me. Now I, I you know I'm going to draw the line there. If they faith somehow uh, tell them that they got to kill me. Uh, I got a problem. I got a problem with them and their faith. If somehow their faith uh, suggests to them that they got to kill me in order to, uh, uh, in order for whatever, I'm going to have a problem with that. Uh, You know, so I I don't know uh, what uh, the ISIS thing is about, uh, anything else. Uh, I do know that there's a lot of crazy stuff going on here in the name of uh, of some religion. That's all religions now. This is not just uh, uh, one particular religion. People have done crazy things and still do crazy things in the name of religion. But when that crazy thing is, uh, uh, they have some kind of... Commission from their God to kill me. Uh, we're gonna uh, have some differences there. There's a, I'm gonna have some differences with that. Whoever religion it is, I, you know, whatever it is about, if somehow that religion uh, provokes you to uh, want to kill me, <laughs> I uh, got a problem with it. That's just me. I got a problem with it big time. So I don't know what's going on. But like like I said, uh I'm praying about it. I'm gonna pray about it to my God and uh try to keep it away from uh me. Try to keep whatever it is away from uh from me because I uh I, I, you know, I, there's a lot I don't know. There's a lot I don't know yet. Uh, I do know about my higher power. And uh, my higher power uh, don't condone uh, is that asking me uh, to go out and kill anybody. Not on his behalf. He's not asking me to go out and kill nobody on his behalf. Uh, so I don't know what the, what this thing in the Middle East is about, and Iraq and Iran and Syria. I don't know what all that stuff's about. Uh, I know a lot of people are dying. A lot of people are dying. Don't look like there's no end in sight. 
It almost like no end is in sight, y'all. Uh, I hope there is. I hope there's some kind of conclusion. But like I said before, uh, if man don't find a conclusion, uh, how is someone who can? How I believe there's someone out there who can uh, bring this thing to a to a to a head. <laughs> If uh, uh, we had a call out there, the caller hung up. We was going to get to him on the break, but uh, call call back in. We we uh, we were just about to go on, on break and grab him, but he uh, couldn't wait no longer. Hey y'all, you got me the hushmo just hanging in there tonight. We're all over the place, rambling on. Uh, it's about twenty minutes to eight in the ATL, y'all. Beautiful weekend here. And, I mean, we had down in the teens here a few, uh, it was down in the teens uh, a couple of nights ago. Now it's 50 degrees. I don't know. I tell you, the weather's crazy all over, though. Let's see who that was. We, we, uh, Hey, call back. We're going to get to him. We're going to take a quick pause for the calls here, y'all. See who's on the line. Y'all hanging there. We'll be right back. You got me to hush, Mo. Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
Welcome back to the Hustle Back Forum, yeah, where our motto is to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it louder. Now, in the session, sometimes we'll do it uh, uh, longer than anybody out here on Blog Talk, yeah. We just uh, got off the phone with a caller calling in, just uh, commenting on uh, what's going on over there in, uh, in Iraq and Syria. And uh had some had some thoughts on uh uh the jihadists and all that stuff and uh I don't know, had some real real uh solid ideas about it. So this thing might come down to uh some of the old tactics that we use when we was in the Marine Corps having to uh go toe to toe. I was again just expressing my uh my uh amazement at how uh, humans like you and I, uh, and and the plus, you know, feel as though uh, we have to protect our God, and how and how uh, we were going to do that. I mean, how how am I to protect my God, who in my mind created you know heaven and earth? How Little old me who can't uh, make that one strand of hair white or black. How am I going to protect this God who created heaven and earth? Yet these, now I don't know about uh, uh, everyone's religion. Like I said, I can't uh, define what their uh, belief is. But I mean, if you believe in some higher power than you, how is it that you, little old you, human being, uh, feel a need to uh, kill somebody, burn them up, cut their heads off, all in the name of some deity that sits uh, in the spiritual realm that you can't even uh, 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 that you can't even uh, you can't prove. First of all, you you can't even prove this. Uh, uh, this uh, uh, higher power, not by any kind of uh, logical uh, thought or logical uh, 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 thought, you can't prove it. I mean, you could have faith. I mean, the most you could have is a, a belief in uh, uh, the truth of, uh, you have to accept the truth of uh, this higher power because you can't uh, logically prove it through uh, any kind of logical thought. Uh, so it's just your faith in this higher power, uh, this higher God that you are killing people about. Uh, you can't even prove that uh, uh, this higher power exists. Nowhere but in your, in your faith. I mean, but yet, you can go out and uh, kill and cut folks' head off, burn them up, all in this higher power's name. I, I don't understand that, yeah. It's a lot I don't understand. That I don't understand. But uh, I don't know. Something's going to have to give on it pretty soon because I think the world is going to uh, react in a real violent way about it. It's just a matter of time, y'all. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum. Saturday, February 21st. We got one more week in this month, my birth month. Age of Aquarius, y'all, slipping away. Age of Aquarius is slipping away here. 
believe it or not, it might not even be the age of Aquarius. Can you imagine that? They said something about the sands in the sky and the, the earth expanding and things like that over millions of years. The universe is expanding. Uh, our solar system is expanding and moving through uh, different parts of the cosmos. And uh, because this was the age of Aquarius, uh, some 500,000 million years ago, because of the expansion of the universe, we might not be in that same constellation. The earth might not be moving through the constellation of Aquarius of this time. It might be somewhere in Capricorn because of uh, this phenomenon of uh expansion of the universe. I, you know, I don't know that much about it. I'm just, uh, we might be a Capricorn, y'all. We might not even be an Aquarius. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> hey. We, uh, got a little, uh, Valentine's Day thing to get to this evening, y'all. I don't know. Yeah, Valentine was last week, yeah, but this is like a Sweetie's Day. Anybody know what a Sweetie's Day is? I never heard of that until I got spent some time in Ohio. Up there they celebrate a Sweetie's Day. Like Sweetheart. They not only have a Valentine's Day, they have a Sweetie's Day. And this thing tonight is like a Sweetie's uh, party or whatever. For old folks. <laughs> you know, the young folks don't know about no Sweetie's Day. <laughs> they no, they uh but we got the sweeties they party to get to tonight. Uh, rest assured it's, it's gonna be some old folks there. If the husband's gonna be there, you know it's gonna be old folks, yeah. We gonna throw down though. Oh yeah, we gonna throw down. We gonna We gonna put on some James Brown. <laughs> we we gonna put on some James Brown. <laughs> That's what we do. You know that's what we do. Mm. So, uh, I think I may have mentioned it last week. We we just finished up, or maybe maybe I didn't mention it, but we just finished up James Baldwin. For our next time, we have to do a little uh, piece on the. Uh, Piece on it in class, this class that I'm taking. James Baldwin, y'all, one of our greatest uh, writers. Part of that, uh, well, he wasn't part of the Harlem uh, Renaissance, but he was influenced by that uh, that movement back in the 20s, the Harlem Renaissance. He was born in Harlem in 1924, but uh, he uh, got a lot of influence out of the, uh, out of some of that, uh, that uh, that movement, I guess, if you will. But he wrote uh, Fire Next Time, uh, Another Country, uh, 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 not just a great, great writer, uh, Giovanni's Room, uh, spent some time in France. He's kind of militant, if you, whatever that means. He, he was kind of a militant uh, activist back in the day. You know, uh, 
but I had to reread it. First time I re- uh, read that thing was 1966, I think it was. I was led up in the hospital in Philadelphia. I don't know, I guess I some 40 years ago, over 40 years ago, but I picked it up and reread it last weekend sometime. That thing is altogether different now. Read it. Uh, just a heavy take on uh, a life in America. As an American rapper, he said, and, uh, where we were then and uh, where we're at today here in this country. I mean, yeah, it, uh, the more things change, they say, uh, the more they stay the same. Now, honestly, in my 70 years, I've seen a lot of things change from the day I was born here in 1945 in the middle of a cotton field. <laughs> In Hampton, Georgia. I was talking to some some of my peers today, and they uh, I, I told the story, and I always tell the story that uh, when I was born, and uh, that it was in the middle of a cotton field. They they really thought that I uh, my mother was out there in the cotton field picking cotton, and I came popping out. No, I'm just a little bit facetious when I make that claim, y'all. <laughs> I'm just a little uh, facetious when I make that claim. Uh, not literally in the cotton field. The house that I lived in was in the, was uh, surrounded by cotton fields. I, I'll put it that way. But. <laughs> As this guy uh, swore down, he thought that I meant that my mother gave birth to me out there uh, while dragging that bag of cotton up and down uh, the field. Now that that no, I had a midwife come into the house and uh, it was inside. I was born inside, y'all. <laughs> now that I cleared that up, it was in the the middle of cotton fields. The house was where I was born in Henry County, Hampton, Georgia, back in 1945. Arnold was the governor back then, 1945, Ellis Arnold. I've told the story. He uh, was the most progressive governor Georgia's ever had. I mean, I... I guess I put Jimmy Carter up there now, but at that point, for sure, he was the most progressive governor Georgia had ever had. Dallas Arnold. He ran on a platform of uh, back in 1944, 43, whenever he was running for the platform uh, to uh, rid the state of the poll tax. Y'all know what the poll tax is? That's where you had to pay a poll to vote. You had to pay a poll tax to get in that voting booth. You know, black folks, they had no money back then. I don't know what the poll tax was, 15 cents, 25 cents. We didn't have that. That kept a lot of us. <laughs> hey, we was picking cotton for 15 cents a hundred. So, <laughs> we was picking cotton for 15 cents a hundred back then, y'all. Can you imagine that? And you talking about paying 15 cents to go vote? And talk, and you <laughs> Hey, the biggest strongest dude out there on that cotton field, uh, cotton plantation was making two dollars and fifty cents a week, making two hundred fifty pounds of cotton a day, y'all. How much money is that? If he's making 
15 to the 100, and the biggest story through that is picking 250 pounds a day. How much money is that added up? So you know. <laughs> All things are relative, y'all. But you know, <laughs> everything is relative now. You you do the math, but you know. If, it, if I'm working all day, it's making 45 cents. I ain't about, <laughs> I ain't about to get up off a third of it to go vote for nobody. And don't nobody make a difference who you put in there anyway, not back then. But this guy, Ellis Arnold, he, uh, he knew he had something. He knew he had something because black supposedly was, uh, uh, uh was able to vote back then. But like I said, they had this poll tax thing that kept 90% of them away. And he knew that if he got rid of that, he was going to get all them black folks to vote vote for him. And sure enough, he ran on that platform and won. He won and got rid of uh, the poll tax. He won and got rid of that poll tax, y'all, back in 1945. He got rid of that poll tax. Now, Eugene Talmadge, Eugene Talmadge had a fit. Eugene Talmadge, is, <laughs> Eugene Talmadge uh, had a fit, y'all. He uh, swooped down that uh, Ellis Arnold was, uh, had get, given the state over to the black folks, had given this great white state, because there was about 50-50 black folks in the state back then, but well, still is now, but back then for sure. And uh, he's whooping down that uh, this guy had somehow given the state, turned the state over to these black folks. Black folks ain't had nothing, y'all. <laughs> we, we didn't have nothing. Uh, poor, is I don't know what, 1945, but he uh, he ran, he's whooping down. He, we had to get rid of Ellis Arnold. He done turned the state over to black folks. And all the state was going to hell, so he went ran this racist campaign Eugene Talmadge did. I was sharecropping for him back then. Eugene Talmadge. He, uh, oh, he's from Henry, Henry, Henry County, y'all. He stole all the love, <laughs> the Talmadge's did, y'all, back in the day. But anyway, he ran this racist campaign. Now, he had been governor two or three times before that. <laughs> they, uh, the Talmadge's dominated uh, Georgia politics for them the half a century, y'all. y'all don't know, but uh, they dominated uh, Georgia politics for them the half a century. Uh, so he ran this racist campaign to get uh, the office of government back from uh, this white guy who had uh, this white progressive who had given the state to the blacks by getting rid of the poll tax, allowing them. Uh, more freedom to exercise their uh, constitutional right to vote. Sure enough, Eugene Talmadge won that thing, you know? He won an election on that campaign to uh, reinstitute that poll tax to take the state back from these black folks that the governor had, uh, had given them. He won that election in uh, November 1947, I guess it was, when the election was held. He was to assume office in January of 
48? Was it 48 or 47? He was to assume uh, office the next January, two months after the November elections. Eugene Talmadge, between that November and the January, two months, he up to that. Eugene Talmadge upped and died, y'all. <laughs> he said God don't like ugly. Now, I don't know if God had anything to do with that or not. But <laughs> Eugene Talmadge never did. Uh, uh, he never did get governorship. He upped and died in the two months between uh, the election and uh, the time that he was uh, to be seated. He upped and died. There was a big hassle going on about that because uh, the state of Georgia didn't have no government because the elected governor died before he could assume office. And for a time, they had three governors <laughs> at one time. Ernest Ellis, uh, the governor that the uh, the legislation had appointed a governor, the Supreme Court had appointed a governor, and Ernest Ellis said he wasn't going nowhere. <laughs> Until the state got a new governor. So they wound up with three governors for a short period of time. To make a long story short, uh, somehow the uh, General Assembly down there in the State House of Georgia uh, put his son in there, Herman. <laughs> Herman ain't ran for nothing. He wound up being governor. <laughs> this is 1947 48, y'all. Herman Talbot's wound up being governor, y'all. He ain't won nothing. This is Eugene's son. <laughs> you talking about some politicking, some crazy junk. But one thing, one thing, nobody ever mentioned that poll tax again. <laughs> nobody ever mentioned uh, reinstalling that poll tax <laughs> from that point forward. Uh, but uh, it just goes to show you. God don't like ugly, and uh, he can make some things happen. He can make some things happen. Now, uh, if this stuff, if man don't have the wherewithal to straighten this stuff out over there in the in the <laughs> in the rag and theory and all that stuff, I know somebody who can. <laughs> I know somebody who can, you know. Uh, so. We're going to see. Hey, y'all. Uh, it's about, uh, wow, how time flies when you're having fun, y'all. Yeah. It's about a quarter after eight, y'all. Yeah. We're going to take another quick pause for the call so y'all try to go out and pay some bills. I don't know how I'm going to pay it, though. Ain't nobody paying me. <laughs> how you? <laughs> we, how we going to pay some bills? Ain't nobody paying you, Hershman. We're going to take a quick pause, though, for the calls, y'all. We'll be right back. Y'all, hang in there. You got me the hush, bro. Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushmo Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
Welcome back, y'all. Welcome back to the National Black Forum. We, uh, wow, this evening is getting on the way, y'all. This evening is getting on the way. See how time flies when you're having fun, y'all. How time flies when you're having fun. I, uh, tell someone today that, uh, well, we was at this meeting, and uh, somebody was complaining about the meeting didn't start on time. Uh, the meeting's supposed to start at 12 o'clock, sharp, but I don't normally conduct that meeting, but I was sitting in, the guy, normally two people run the meeting, and the guy asked me to sit in. We both 70-ish, <laughs> and one of the young, younger folks got perturbed because the meeting didn't kick off until about two or three minutes after 12. I was trying to tell her that uh, we old folks, uh, time passed, the older you get there, faster time passed by. And that's a fact, y'all, because of some of the dynamics I was talking about, the Earth, the universe, and all that stuff speeding up, expanding. Uh, included in that equation is uh, the mere fact that uh, uh, time, time itself, uh, is speeding up. It's, you know, second year, <laughs> I don't know, uh, fraction of a second a year, a thousand, fraction of a second, uh, 500 years, whatever, time itself is speeding up. So it makes sense. The argument makes sense. Uh, when you understand that, uh, the older you get, uh, the faster time is going to uh, pass by. So it's not just a saying that uh, <laughs> when people say that, uh, oh, yeah, uh no, you get the faster time uh, go by. That's an actual fact, uh, a provable fact, <laughs> by the way, uh, that, yeah, time is speeding up. What used to be 12 o'clock to me is, and now we look up, it's two or three minutes after. Y'all <laughs> uh, don't know. I was telling her that uh, me and this other guy, seventy years old, it used to be twelve o'clock to us, and we look up now, it's two minutes after. <laughs> y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. But anyway, we got the meeting started, got through with it. We we we're into a couple of classes here. We uh we're old war veteran, y'all. Yeah, we we got some PTS issues from our old war days. So we we down the uh, back with the VA, uh, taking some PTSD uh, classes to deal with it, to learn some skills to deal with the uh, that trauma. Really, really good classes. Really, that's the first time I've ever been uh, into uh, formal classes for uh, for uh, the PTSD thing. Yeah, wars are uh, pretty old trauma. 
and uh, the likes, just about anybody who uh been in any kind of war zone or combat. Chances are they're gonna suffer from gonna suffer some uh, post traumatic uh, stress. It's the nature of war, y'all. It ain't you know, there's nothing unique about it. It's just the nature of war itself. You don't have to be in a war to have PTSD, by the way, but war is one of the things that can bring it about in this way. And those of you who have read my first book, The Waterboy, The Life and Trials of Jimmy C. Cameron, I kind of explain uh, even my second book, I think I got it in both of the books, uh, my Vietnam experience and uh, how traumatic that thing was. Uh, I don't have that much visible. Uh, there's not that much visible evidence of my PTSD, but uh, there are triggers that uh, throw me back to uh that time that can be depressing at times and this class that I just graduated from kind of give me some uh, skills to deal with it. that was a really good class I really got a lot of it when I first came out of Vietnam in 66 they, uh, that was one of the things the military at that time was not uh, uh, up to snuff on dealing with PTSD and the traumatic uh trauma that that, uh, war caused. Uh, Now, the Iraq stuff and all that stuff, they are much more aware of uh, of just how much uh, trauma it it causes. Most of the soldiers coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan and all that stuff, they uh, uh, check them out pretty thoroughly for uh, PTSD before they get out of service and uh, so great benefit uh, to catch that stuff early and uh, give them some skills to uh, deal with it as they uh, go through life. Some of it could be quite uh, harmful. I mean, some of the stuff is it really, uh, some of the depression and emotions and things, as well as the suicides, uh, a lot of the suicides that you see in military pers- uh, people uh, has to do with uh, that trauma. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, the classes that I'm in, I'm with most of the guys in there are of Vietnam era. And, but a lot of them are from uh, Afghanistan and Iraq in this last 13, 14 years of war that we've been, been in. So those guys are really, really uh, have a, a lot of issues uh, with uh, PTSD, serious issues. Uh, and we we thankful to the VA for getting uh, uh I think they're doing it, uh, a fairly good job now of addressing uh, these issues that uh, the young military uh, 
people are having because uh, of natural wars. Uh, but the the, uh, the thing, thing now, what I see is that uh, these guys, uh, uh, which is why I'm so adamant about uh, wanting uh, uh, advocating for uh, putting that draft back in, because the same people that that same people are going in service. They they uh, that army has gotten so small now. The military has gotten so small. Just a fraction of uh, the same people that's fighting for this country, fighting to die, and they've been uh, de- deployed four and five times in a war zone. That's crazy. You know, people don't realize I was in Vietnam for a year. I almost got killed over that year, but people now, soldiers in the Marines, they've been deployed over there four or five times at a year and a while. Uh, uh, time. That, that, that is psychologically maddening on you. Yeah. Anybody know anything about war and what it does to you? No, y'all don't. But and uh, none of these politicians, all these warmongers, don't have a clue. Most of them don't have a clue. All of them. All of them should uh, uh be exposed to that military y'all. I think it's a duty. I think it's a patriot this Julie Rudiani talking about patriotism and look that all everybody should have a chance to serve in this military. Uh, we need to put that draft back and make everybody rotate through that. That's a patriotic duty, I believe, to serve in the military. And then you would have a thing where the same person is rotating through the war zones four and five times. The same Americans have rotated through war zones four or five times. That's crazy. That's crazy. That burden's got to be distributed out a lot more even than what it's been, uh, than what is going on here today, y'all. Yeah, that's crazy what's going on here today. we got to change that. We have got to change that. I'm going to be writing my, that's going to be one of my uh, uh, goals. That's going to be one of my, uh, advocacies to bring back the draft. I'm going to be shouting up and down about it on the Hushville Black Forum. We think uh, it's we think it's needed. We think it's a good, I think I think it's good. I, I think it's good to have everybody go into service. First of all, the service is still disciplined. You give everybody uh, exposure that they wouldn't otherwise have. A lot of these kids in our community, uh, especially, would benefit greatly from the military. And we think all of them should, from everybody's community, by the way, white, black, green, whatever, everybody, every American should uh, be required to serve uh, in the military. Absolutely. It's a patriotic duty. In my mind, we're going to be pushing for it. We're going to be pushing for it, yeah. It's all volunteer. I would be all volunteer my behind. That's an excuse for people uh, not to go to service. And uh, the rich don't want to go, uh, don't think he has to go yet. They're the first one we're talking about. Let's uh, clean up ISIS. Well, let's uh, put your son and daughter out there to clean them up. Put them in the service. Put them in the service. Let them get out there and fight. They don't want to hear that, you know. They don't want to hear that. 
Yeah, they're the first ones to uh, clamor about uh, uh, war. Got a call in from someone from Ohio complaining about the weather. Who is this? Let's see. Let's see what the weather is up there. It's 50 degrees here, 52 here in the ATL. 29 in Ohio. Wow. You know, <laughs> I ain't mad that you're complaining. <laughs> Go get down to 15 and minus 3. But you know, minus 3 degrees. Wow. What kind of crazy weather is that? Boy, are they looking for a bad week, a bad stretch of weather. Minus three, minus one, minus two, minus seven. Whoa. They got that Arctic blast coming through, yeah? And the ATM. They got that Arctic blast coming through. Wow. Wow. We don't know. They got that Arctic blast coming through, yeah? Wow. <laughs> Hopefully they need to stay they need to I think it was my brother Carl complaining about the weather. Now when he started complaining about the weather, it's cold. <laughs> hey uh when he started complaining about the weather, it's cold, no doubt. He uh Oh, yeah, that's my brother. He's 80 years old now. That brother's 80 years old. I will be 80. Wait, what, what's the day here? He's born in 1935. What's this, uh, 15? He'll be 80 on his birthday. 10 years older than me. Not the same, he'll be 80 in May. He'll be 80 years old in May, y'all. Wow. Out of the 10 kids that my mother and father had, there's five of us left. There's five of us left. I mean, we get on up there. I mean, my baby sister, my baby sister would be uh, a couple of years younger than me, 68. She'll be 68 in uh, August, I guess it is. That's the baby of the family now that my younger brother is gone. But yeah, we five of us left. The youngest one is 68. So we, we lived a pretty good uh, start out in the cotton field. I, it's amazing that uh, my peers actually thought somehow that I was born out there while my mother was picking cotton. <laughs> To be honest, you know, my mother never picked cotton. My mother never picked cotton. That I know of. Uh, my brothers and sisters and father, they did. But my mother never picked cotton that I know of. Uh, we, uh, <laughs> wow. I, you know, I, I'm going to have to stop. 
stop telling people that. I guess if somebody's going to take it literally. That hospital was actually born in a cotton field. Tell you what, it wasn't no pretty thing. <laughs> it wasn't pretty back here in 1945, yeah. These happened. So you want to say, I wish. Uh, Lady Gaga sung that song, y'all. By the way, Lady Gaga, anybody ever heard her sing? I never heard that lady do anything. <laughs> I thought she was just a marketing phenomenon. She sung, I wish. Uh, Stevie Wonder's jam, I wish. Oh, she tore it up, too. But, you know, she's a Juilliard uh, concert pianist. I don't know. She got some, she got some skills now. <laughs> she got some skills. I just never heard her do anything with her. She did throw down on Stevie's thing. I'll, I'll pay a little more uh, attention to her, I'll tell you that, after seeing her on that show. I will pay a little more attention to her. Yeah. Lady Gaga. Uh, uh, I'm still just amazed that uh, this young boy singing the blues, Gary Clark Dugan. I'm going to be following him real close. That's, that's our native music there. The blues and jazz. <laughs> That's our gift to the world, y'all. The blues and the and jazz. That's America's African said gift to the world. Absolutely. This boy got a guitar like Jimi Hendrix, y'all. This boy got a guitar like Jimi Hendrix. That's saying something. Yeah, I said something there. Anybody, y'all know, know anything about Jimi Hendrix, the Facebook friend? Y'all don't know anything about Jimi Hendrix. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> y'all don't know anything about Jimi Hendrix. Y'all. He got away from me way too soon. That was back in the day, y'all, when we was uh, wilding out on drugs. Back in the day. Yeah, the hush was out there. In the 60s, we are a product of the 50s and 60s, uh, <laughs> no doubt. Uh, Jimi Hendrix was the greatest guitar players that I've that I've ever heard. Yeah. Tala uh, has dropped. Oh no, we got him. We got that call there. Yeah, we we did get that call. Uh, Jimi Hendrix, uh, Janis Joplin. <laughs> Janis Joplin was a white girl, y'all, and. Uh, could throw down. Yeah, she had some she had something for you. Janice Joplin now. She was me and Bobby McGee. 
Anybody remember that being about it again? Hey, y'all, uh, that's back in the 60s, y'all. Yeah. That's back in the good old 60s. Wow. That's why you better be careful like this, son. You be that dated yourself. <laughs> Ain't no shame in my game, y'all. Ain't no shame in the Hushbow's game. We, uh, wow, we about to come to the end of this thing here this evening, y'all. This Saturday, February 21st, 2015. Quite as I kept, 2015 is moving right along, y'all. It'll be March here pretty soon. <laughs> hey, March is right around the corner, y'all. Spring. Spring come in, what, March 21st or something like that? <laughs> we, I told y'all time, uh, time is moving faster and faster, yeah. No doubt, there's no doubt about it. When I say time is moving faster, that's exactly what I mean. <laughs> uh, I, I can't get over the young lady today at the meeting. She was really upset that uh, that meeting started two minutes late. I don't get excited about anything anymore, y'all. No, nothing exciting. I don't let anything excite, get me excited to uh, where it's going to uh, get my blood temperature up, <laughs> where it's going to raise my blood pressure. I don't do that. I ain't let nothing. <laughs> when you get my age, you can't afford to <laughs> to get excited about nothing. <laughs> When you get my age, you can't afford to get excited about nothing, you know. So we we don't uh, we don't let nothing uh, get us upset. The closest thing to getting the hushbow upset with this darn house <laughs> that we got, and now we we we've uh, figured a lot of that stuff out, you know. We figured a lot of that stuff out once we figured it out. <laughs> we. We think we go, we go keep up with some of those young folks once we get this thing embedded in our mind. Uh, like I said, the Hushmo is pretty quick learning. My problem is retaining what I learned. <laughs> the older you get, uh, your attention span or retention <laughs> span is is short. It's shorter. You have to work at it a little harder, y'all. <laughs> You have to work on that thing a little harder the older you get. But uh, we, uh, we like I said, we're coming along. We've got a couple of great professors. We've got a couple of great professors. One of them's from the Dominican, and one of them is one of my old cousins from Nigeria, <laughs> Dr. E. I call, I can't pronounce it. Uh, the last name I can, but uh, I mess it up. But it started with an E, so we just call him Dr. E. <laughs> she uh, she's a great great algebra teacher. I mean, she, believe it or not, I mean, she don't waste no time putting stuff on that board. Though you better be you better be on your toes. <laughs> you better be on your toes because she coming there uh, putting stuff on that board. <laughs> Let's go <laughs> back to this out. <laughs> the stuff on that board. You better have your, You better be on your P's and Q's. I got some of this. Uh, factoring out uh, the greatest common factor. That's the first thing you got to do when you're factoring, y'all. Factor out the greatest common factor. 
that's the first thing you do. <laughs> Whether you factor in a binomial or a trinomial or uh, uh, terms of uh, greater than the uh, trinomials, you uh, first thing you do is factor out the greatest common factor. Well, that, that can be, that's kind of tricky because it, it can really be a whole uh, term within itself. A whole term could be the greatest common factor. Uh, I, you know, I'm just picking this stuff up, uh, getting back into it. I had algebra before, I mean, way back when I was in tech school, but that's been 1968. <laughs> we had other stuff since 1967, 68, when I got out of the hospital with the Philco Ford Technical Institute. We had to take algebra. But shit, that's been 50 years ago almost, yeah? And the husband trying to come back around to this stuff again. This stuff looked like Greek. <laughs> this stuff looked all like Greek, especially when I first went into that class. This was all Greek. Now it's kind of it's kind of coming back. It's making more sense. I mean, like I said, once you get these formulas down, once you get the formulas down and stuff, uh, and get it ingrained in your mind, uh, I can kind of hang. I can kind of hang now that I've got. Uh, because I've got uh, you know some sense. As to what's going on, yeah, I can kind of deal with it. But I mean, just uh, starting out, you got to really, <laughs> I had to really come to grips with it. What's this all about? Anybody know? Do anybody know? what this is about. Uh, it's like everything else, though. The more you practice at it, the better you're going to be. Yeah, the more you practice at the thing, the more the better off you're going to be at it. And math, especially math, is an absolute type stuff. It don't ever change. And if you get the formula down right, it's always it work it right. The answer gonna always be right because ain't but one answer, one right answer. <laughs> it ain't gonna be but one right answer. This stuff. That's what I like about it. There's one right answer, y'all. Oh, she threw some stuff on the board the other day. <laughs> she did. She threw some stuff on the board the other day that had the husband scratching his head. Which ain't hard to do now. It don't take much for the husband to draw a blank. <laughs> it don't take much for the husband to come up blank, y'all. <laughs> I'm looking crazy at the teacher. But uh, we we slowly uh, coming around. I'm proud of my progress so far. I'm proud of my progress. Absolutely. Um <laughs> It's coming, y'all. I figure I'm going to, if I get a C out of this thing, I'm going to be the happiest person. <laughs> if the husband get a C, I'm going to be the happiest person in there, y'all. Y'all don't know. <laughs> We're going to be the happiest person in there. 
Oh, yeah. Okay, so we can do that. We can factor out 2 to the third. So we got A minus A to the third minus 2 to the third. Which one that looked like? Yeah. So then that's two two terms, two thirds. See, that's what I like about the formula. This stuff is simple once you uh <laughs> still talking like you yeah. <laughs> We talking like I'm an expert here, y'all. Yeah, just put this thing into uh put this thing into the form formula here and be at it. Yeah. That's what I like about it, because you can just drop drop them in. You know what A is. A is the base of that. So what A equals A and B equals the base of that is two. Oh yeah, we got it. We getting it, y'all. We hey, y'all ain't y'all ain't gonna be able to say nothing to us after this thing is over here. <laughs> we're gonna be we're gonna be talking some algebra to y'all. <laughs> we're gonna be able to. <laughs> We'll be able to uh, solve uh, what's going on in the universe after the hospital. Get this stuff down. We're gonna be able to solve some things for y'all. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, so you uh, get through the universe. Yeah, if you know all these algebra things, you can. Yeah, you can do some things. You can do some things. And we uh, we getting there. We like where we at with this stuff. Like our progress here. But Lord knows, <laughs> my first day in that algebra class, I, <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. I, I, I ain't they ran me to the tutor. <laughs> young boy sitting next to me. Yeah, man, that's a that's a that's free tutoring up on the third floor. Uh, that's what was a little leery at first, but. <laughs> The harder that stuff got, <laughs> the easier it was for the husband to get over there and to see that tutor. And uh, sure enough, from the day one when I first went up there, the guy set me straight on some things that I was stuck on. And and now, yeah, I've been back a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I've been back a couple of times. I'm going back more times. I'm going back a couple more times too before it's over. But We uh we love the school we go to. I mean, it provides a lot of support. It provides all kind of support for you. You shouldn't have any kind of excuse not to uh, not to uh, succeed in uh, whatever you uh, whatever you're doing. You should have any. There should be no excuse not to uh, succeed in it because it does. Uh, they do uh, do a good job of supporting the students. With uh, all the touring and all that stuff, I mean, you can't beat it, really. I mean, I'm flabbergasted at uh, how uh, uh, how much support they do provide to uh, to you. I'm taking African uh, American studies, uh, not for a degree or anything, just to. Uh, just to uh you know uh 
uh, for my own edification, just to you know get a little more knowledge about the uh, uh, history, the history of my people. That's pretty much what I'm going for. I love history, the history in general, you know, and uh, I'm going to be uh, uh, diving into after a couple of quarters of semesters. I'm going to be concentrating more and more on uh, African history, the diaspora. I, I want to learn more about the continent of Africa and uh, uh, some of the places my uh, ancestors uh, came from, Nigeria, the Yoruba folks. I'm going to be looking at that uh, history, seeing if I can make sense of it really as to why, how uh, so many, so many uh, of my people was allowed to leave there and slave and change. That that's always uh, a bit of curiosity of mine, just how it was that uh, millions of uh, Africans was allowed to be taken out of that place uh, and sold into slavery. That that's, has always uh, been a curiosity of mine. And uh, now that I've you know, retired and got a chance, got uh, time to uh, research it, that's what I'm doing. Pretty much that's the reason that I'm in, back in school. I want to research that history to find out what, how, uh, caused uh, that great uh, 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 West African slave trade, how that thing came about, and how it was that uh, the people, uh, my people there in Africa, uh, saw fit to uh, 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 sell off or whatever so many of their uh, their people. How, how, what was the motivation there? How did the, how did the thing really happen? That's my curiosity. How did that, how did, what was the motivation there? Uh, we uh, just about came to the end of the road here, y'all. Uh, for this Saturday, 20. First day of February, my birth month is fastly, fastly, is that a word? Quickly. Almost gone. <laughs> it's gotten away. Uh, just about from us. Uh, we got one more, one more weekend, February. Uh, one more show, the 28th. This guy's, I don't know, we ain't going to come in over here and but I watched them uh, change. We watched them change. Now everybody got a quiz show like uh, like uh, Steve Kornacki, the guy on the guy on uh, MSNBC. Come on, Saturdays, sharp young dude. Came up with this quiz thing. Now CNN has got one. If I said Hubert Humphrey, I probably would be right. I thought he was running back then, too. Simple after convention. 
other people at the convention. At the convention. Um, Linda Johnson. That is correct. Linda Johnson. Oh, okay. Let's take a look at how much you wager. You wagered everything. You bet the house. All right. You got your money to make all boiled down to Jake and Allison. Left, you only have two categories, Richard Nixon or Linda Johnson. We'll go with Richard Nixon for 200 Alice. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's take a look at the video. I welcome this kind of examination because people have got to know whether wow. or not the president's well, I'm not Hey, that's just somebody going to do it for the Huntsville Black Forum, man. Somebody came in my ear and said, I got 90 seconds left. What's this about? <laughs> There's 90 seconds left. Hey, y'all, it's been my pleasure out here to be with you all this evening. Tell a friend about us. We'll be back next Saturday, the 28th. Same time, same station, y'all. Blog Talk Radio. You can find us on HuntsvilleBlack.com. From there, follow us on our Facebook page. Uh that's about it for now. Ciao. Y'all be good. We'll see you next week. The Hushmo Black Forum, advocated on your behalf by covering news and events affecting the African-American community. Check us out at the Hushmo Black Forum, www.blogtalkradio.com.